What's everyone else's eyesight like? It's not great, is it? Do that. You all have a little bit of a blur around you. Just hold on to that as, as, as I kind of talk this evening. Um, just going to share, hopefully, uh, a short thought really on uh, something that was laid on my heart this week. Um, on Friday, I met with uh, another minister for breakfast. It wasn't Wayne, although we, we, are, we, did, invite we did invite you. <laughs> Enjoy. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Uh, it's a, it's a, a friend of mine who um, uh, you wouldn't call him a, a normal bog standard minister. He's, he's a tracksuit wearing, working in a community uh, organisation and, and bless him, he's got a load of stuff going on. And we just, we just met. I kind of mentor him a little bit and it's just a really nice thing to be able to do. And over food, which was Toby Carvery, which pretty much is eat as much as you want. Come on, it's got to be done. I was very good, actually. I only back, went back once. Uh, <laughs> we laughed, we shared stories, um, and we discussed some serious matters. He's got some serious family uh, things going on. But we left each other full of encouragement, uh, but with points of prayer uh, to be kind of like praying for each other as we went our separate ways. Now, Scripture tells us that Jesus ate frequently with people. All through the Gospels we can see it, okay? And it's something that I'm really passionate about is, is if you want to get to know somebody properly, do it over a meal. People share. They share some, some stuff that, especially if you've been walking with them for a while, that relationship goes that little bit deeper than maybe a shared cup of coffee at the end of a service or, or sometimes just wherever, even, even a coffee shop. Eating food seems to be uh, something that Jesus did a lot. But he met with those that seemed to be frowned upon in society. That's what we see a lot of. Uh, he's always going to somebody's house uh, that is a person of ill repute. Um, and and he, was, he was known as, he's nicknamed by, by a few people, that he was a drunken and a glutton, a drunkard and a glutton because of those people he hung out with. And he was known as a friend of sinners. Matthew 11, 19 tells us that. He was a friend of sinners. wasn't a condemner. He didn't judge. He was a friend. And we observe communion uh, as part of a meal that separated Passover. A time when the enslaved Israelites were saved from this angel of death, the final curse laid upon Egypt before the Israelites were set free from slavery. It all sounds very much the same, doesn't it? The Passover, the communion, one and the same. The similarities of Jesus' death and freedom through resurrection are there for us to marvel at as we remember Jesus' sacrifice. But what of this meal? Well, this isn't a meal for us tonight. I had dinner before I came out. 
Okay? Who else had something to eat before they came out? So your meal was at home. This is not a meal in that kind of way. We don't do it like that, do we? We don't tend to have a meal, and in that meal, we break bread. We have wine. And we remember Jesus. That this is what they were doing at the time we read in Scripture. Jesus was using the bread and the wine to symbolise what was about to happen to him. He would be broken and his blood poured out. After the resurrection, we see him eating again. He provides a barbecue on the beach for the disciples. I mean, come on. That's, that's cool. <laughs> that's a cool Jesus to say, come on, come over. I've, I've, I've cooked you this this." Breakfast. I'm not sure I'd really want to eat fish for breakfast, but hey, maybe maybe that's the way um, we should all be eating. That's a barbecue, fish barbecue in the morning. Who's up for that? Wayne is. Excellent. Right, that's where we're going in. We're not going for a full English. We're going to go and eat some fish for breakfast. He appears again as well to his disciples in the upper room and he asks for some fish to eat. He said, have you got anything to eat? Now, I'm thinking three days, it's going to be pretty starving. But actually, it's not about that. It's not about that. He was showing he wasn't a ghost. And that actually, this new resurrection body, as he had promised, would be something to marvel at. But the meal I want to focus on is with the two on the road to Emmaus. I'm going to read from Luke 24, uh, 28 to 35. If you've got uh, a Bible, then please follow. So it's Luke 24, 28 to 35. It says, as, uh, just, they've had the conversation, they've had, they're on the road, they're having that walk, and verse 28 says, as they, were, as they came near the village to which they were going, he walked on us ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognised him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road? While he was opening the scriptures to us. That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, the Lord has risen indeed and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of bread. He took bread, blessed it, broke it and gave it to them and their eyes were opened and they recognised him. As we take communion in a while, what do you want your eyes to be open to in Christ? So I said earlier on, how many of us have got that good vision? What part of your life does Jesus want 
you to recognise him in? What part of your life maybe we need to this evening just give over to Jesus, whatever it might be, that we could truly see what he has for us, that our eyes would be open. With my new role as the community pastor, I want to be known in the community by that title. A pastor in the community. That's what I want my eyes to be opened up to, to be able to see the community as Jesus sees our community. To recognise Jesus and where he's working within our community. Do I want to be accused of being a drunkard and a glutton? (laughs) Because of the people I'm hanging out with? Or known even as a friend of sinners? What would the trustees think? What would the elders think if Gary was starting to be known as a drunkard and a glutton because of the people I hung out with? (laughs) I don't know. I'll leave that to them to worry about. But actually, this is what Jesus was known as. This is who Jesus was known as. He was accused of being. And if it's good enough for Jesus, then it's good enough for us. And that's a challenge. Because we shouldn't hang around with those types of people, should we really? It's something we tell our children, shouldn't really hang around with people like that. And there's good reason for that. But actually, what about us? Who are we hanging out with? Now, it's not that we become drunkards or gluttons. But we are known by people that we hang around with, that we fellowship with. And the question I kind of like got as I come to kind of like a wrapping this up is who are you hanging out with? I know it's a term that's kind of a teenage term of hanging out with people. That's what Jesus did though. He just spent time with people within the community. Who are you hanging out with? Who or what are you known as within our community? Those neighbours around you. Do they know you as the Christian? (laughs) My neighbours all are, yeah. They see Gary going out sometimes in the collar and talking to me, how's your new job going? They know me because I share life with them and share who I am. Do our immediate neighbours know who we are? It's a challenge and I draw it back to breaking of bread and Jesus opens their eyes and they recognise him for me it's how do I have my eyes opened more and more to what God is doing within our community that's really important but the challenge is there for you guys as well where is God opening your eyes that you can recognise him in things that are going on around you maybe in your neighbour's house maybe in your street Maybe wherever it might be, that's entirely up to you, isn't it, to pray uh, and seek the Lord on it. And I want to to close this part just with praying for us uh, as we uh, carry on the rest of this service and then going into communion. So let's just uh, pray. Father, we have sung songs about your son 
the sacrifice that he has made for us. And Father, I thank you for the way that he has revealed himself to every single person in this room. We have a relationship with your son and Father, we are so grateful. But Lord, just as those disciples who were on that road to Emmaus, they stopped with this guy, they didn't recognise who he was and it wasn't till he reminded them of the brokenness of that bread, the reminder of who he was, that their eyes were opened, that they recognised that it was Jesus. And Father, I pray for each one of us now, just in in the silence and just in the song, that Lord, we would ask you, Father, reveal to us your Son. Reveal your Son to us in maybe areas of our life that we haven't fully given over. Or Lord, what does it look like that we are known as Christians? Or are we just known as people? Are we known as Christians? Father, may that be a challenge to us.